Hey girl, welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm an entrepreneur obsessed with giving you actual tools to help take you from where you are now to where you want to go in your life, career, and relationships. And this podcast, it's all about real talk and having some fun as we share incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Girl, I am so excited that you're here for today's episode because we've got a topic that a lot of you have asked about for a really long time. So we're finally digging into body image. And we're going to talk a lot about the mental side of things because so often, especially as women, we live in this culture that's telling us how we should want to look or how we should feel in like beauty standards and all this like diet crap has us telling ourselves some really crappy things about our own bodies. And it's really important that we talk about this. So we have on the show today, Tony Marinucci. She is a registered dietitian. She's got her master's degree in nutrition. She's a TEDx speaker. She also just released her very first book called Once Upon a Diet, and you are going to love her. She's a friend of mine, and I just love how real and open and honest she is. She talks about her experience dieting and her own body image issues, which I think is really powerful because she's helped hundreds of women navigate theirs. So this episode is very tactical, but it's also just really raw. I think you're really going to connect with it. So without further ado, let's dive right in. Tony, I am so freaking excited to have you here. Welcome to the show, girl. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. So, okay, Tony, I'm obsessed with you. And you also just recently wrote a book about a topic that so many women that listen into this podcast need to hear about. We are going to talk all things body positivity and talk about the diet culture and just talk about like how often as women were our own worst critics and how we beat ourselves up and just like do this like self-sabotage thing where we spiral and it's just like it sucks sometimes. So I want today to feel like there's, you know, the listeners are listening in, like they're just having a conversation with two women that are just going to keep it real. And we're just going to talk about all the things. So what I want to know first and foremost is can you tell us about the season in your life where you decided to start to take control of your perspective around your own body image insecurities and, you know, obviously becoming a a registered dietitian. It's like, you've had to navigate a lot of this. So take us back to that time where like, it felt like it was really freaking tough. Cause I think a lot of women are going to connect with that. Okay. Well, let's just say that the journey to healing is a long one. And I feel like there were as many tough moments. So I'm going to kind of share with you the one that really transitioned things for me. Um, I'll give you a little bit of the backstory before I kind of lead up to that. So, so you understand kind of who I am and why I do what I do and why I wrote the book that I wrote. So growing up, I was overweight and insecure and told at a very young age that if I didn't lose the weight, I would never get a boyfriend. So I was also being teased about my weight at school and kind of always fed these messages. When you look at things like even like Disney movies, when you look at like um, all the Disney princess who, who end up getting married and finding love, they all have that hourglass figure. And so I really early on was pointing out to me that my weight determined my worth. And basically if I 
changed the way that I looked, I would be worthy of love and acceptance. And I carried that with me into adulthood. And it started out as a really, in some like really dark places, it was started for me. Like I would, you know, skip meals, exercise excessively, end up binge eating and overeating, felt really uncomfortable in my skin. I was constantly worried about what I was going to eat, when I was going to eat, how much I was going to eat, who I was going to be with, what I was going to wear. I literally was just like all encompassing. I was never fully present with my loved ones or even friends or even at school. I'd catch myself like not even focusing on my work because I'd be worried about like, oh shoot, gym class is next. And like, I don't, I have, what am I going to wear? Um, yeah. Do I want to wear the short shorts or do I want to wear the leggings? You know, yeah. um, all that to say, um, I had a lot of periods in my life where I kind of thought I was like figuring out my food, but like looking back now, there was still a lot more work that I needed to do. So I kind of jumped to those extremes. And at one point in my journey, fast forward to, you know, now actually as a registered dietitian. So it takes a minimum of five years to become a registered dietitian. At this point, I was practicing, uh, practicing RD for like three years. So I had my skin in the game. I knew my stuff, um, but knowing something still doesn't undo the fact that we're human. Right. Mm -hmm. And so also, um, I think being in a position where people look up to you and they think you're supposed to have like the quote unquote perfect body because you're in a position of helping people feel more comfortable in theirs, you have this extra pressure to kind of look the part. Um, And so I decided, you know, also too, I had all the knowledge. I know how to do it. Why not try? Like I already had the foundations. Like I was, you know, I felt good in my skin and all that. And I started going down this pattern where I was just like, kind of, I became obsessed with the numbers. So I was like obsessed about food and exercise. And then I was just like obsessed with the numbers. So become like macro tracking and like looking at the number on the scale and long story short, I kept moving the goalposts, like five pounds became another five pounds, became another five pounds. And basically I used to get comments. I swear this happened to me multiple times, even when I grew up overweight. And as I changed my eating habits and my lifestyle, I did lose some weight. And, um, I definitely looked overall like healthier, um, in the sense of just, I was taking care of myself better, but all that to say, uh, there was a point in my journey where I was still quote unquote overweight, my BMI, which we can get into later. It's like a mess, but, um, it classified me as overweight. And I'd have people say to me, and I wasn't my own business at the time I'd work for another company and I'd have people come into my office and say, but honestly, like, how are you going to help me lose weight when you're overweight yourself? Like, so, so it would like bring up stuff from my past. And so I just kind of felt this pressure to always have to like fit in and change. Even when I thought I was healing, someone would give me a comment like that and it would spiral me and put me back into kind of like, I got to prove these people wrong, you know? So I would go, I went about that way. And then there was a point where I lost so much weight that now people were telling me, like asking me if I was okay and that I looked too skinny, according to them. And I'm using air quotes because the point is, is that someone is always going to have something to say about you. Someone is always going to make a comment. And first of all, that needs to stop happening. But people are always going to say something. And I started to realize that I have to stop doing this for other people. I have to stop chasing a number. I have to stop trying to prove my worth in what I look like and my appearance. I literally need to just focus on how I want to feel. And so when I started to focus on how I, how food was going to make me feel rather than how food was going to make me look, that's when I found balance in my eating habits. That's when things changed for me. Uh, I love it because I think so many women are going to be able to connect with different parts of your story and the way that you've like processed through and healed and are still constantly evolving through this. Yes. So 
Tell me about, so a woman's talking to you and she's like, Tony, I really struggle with like, even just like walking past a mirror or she's getting ready for work every day. Or she is even just like going down to the gym. Like she puts on clothes and she's like, I, she says this, I hate my body. I wish I didn't have this body. How do we help her heal? Like, what are some like mindset tips or tactical things? Like, how do we start when someone's at that place where they are actually in disgust of themselves, mm-hmm. which is, mm-hmm. I want to hug them. And I just like, I, I, I hate that that happens, but it does. It's the reality. I honestly could cry because like, I, I am, I actually am getting emotional because I used to be that person. Like I literally wrote poems about it. I literally, I talk about it in my book, but I, I, and it kills me because I looked for this poem so hard. I had it like a few years ago. So I don't know where I did move just recently, but I was 13 years old, Mrs. Johnson's English class. We had to write a poem about like, I don't even remember what there was some sort of like, we had to use alliteration or something. I don't remember what it was, but my whole entire poem was about how much I hated the reflection in my mirror, how I wanted to break the mirror, how I, so, and she literally, like, she sent me to the guidance counselor, like, obviously, like, she, you know, I didn't, it didn't go unnoticed, like, that part was there, but it was so, I was so, felt so strongly about my, my body and how much I hated it that I even wrote about it, like, in school, um, and I just want you, I, I honestly, like if you would have told me back then that someday I would be in this position now where I genuinely, and I'll, I'm going to explain what loving your body is, because I also yeah. think that that's important to know it doesn't mean I love it every day. It just means I accept it and I'm grateful for what it can do for me every day, even on the days when I look back in the mirror and I don't love what I see. I still yeah. treat it with care, with kindness. And that when so when I say I love my body now, that's what I mean by I say I love it it's like real love like even in a relationship like you love all parts of that person right you you don't only love them when they're you know on their best behavior or like you know you love your partner when they're you know in their pjs and you love their partner when they're dressed up and you you know you love your partner even though they look different in different scenarios um but all that to say um so for those who are in that season of hate I I I really want you to know I've been there Um, and I know how horrible it feels. And I, I want to challenge you in two ways. So the first way I want to challenge you in is during that time where I really hated my body. I was all, there was also like a lot of stuff going on in my family. There was like a lot of drama, a lot of yelling, screaming. Um, it was a pretty volatile environment. I I think also if I'm going to be really honest, and I think that's what people don't realize is they're probably so upset about something else there's probably something else going on in their life. And it's just so much easier to put it on our bodies because it's a tangible thing. But if we really strip away the layers, like we're probably just like super stressed out. Um, not to dismiss that you probably still have feelings about your body. We're going to get there in a second. But I do want you to know, because there's days where you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh, wow, I look great. And then the next day you're like, holy fuck, what is that? Excuse me, I'm sorry. Can we curse on here? You can totally. But like, you know what I mean? Like, so to have those in one day, like your body didn't change that drastically in one day, but our perception and what we see did, and it's likely because maybe we didn't get a good night's sleep. Maybe we ate a lot and we feel like crap about it. Um, you know, maybe we're super stressed. Maybe we're PMSing, we're bloated, whatever it is. So I always want people to understand that, sometimes putting it on your body, whatever your pain is, is usually kind of like just the thing that we got used to doing. It's kind of like the tangible thing. So I'm going to gently remind you to just kind of separate yourself a little bit and ask yourself, like, is it really my body that's upsetting me? Or like, is there something else going on that's upsetting me? The other part to that is 
to acknowledge it. Don't dismiss it. Um, Keisha, one thing I love that you do that we, you were just jamming on my podcast about is kind of like we have all these different emotions and ups and downs and we can't judge them. It's like what makes us us, right? Yeah. So I think we'll look at like these negative thoughts. It's like, oh, I shouldn't feel them or, oh, that's so bad that I feel that way. And it's like, okay, it just acknowledge it for a moment. Yeah. Maybe you're having a shitty day. Where is this coming from? Maybe you're wearing clothes that don't fit you. And honestly, I think so many people are afraid of getting new clothes that just size up if you have to, because you're going to feel more comfortable and confident when you wear clothes that actually fit you than trying to fit into a smaller size. Maybe you just had a baby. Maybe you're just in a different season in your life. Like it's okay. Our bodies change. That's normal. Even though society wants you to make you think that you have to be at the same size your whole life. That's a lie. Our bodies change and that's normal. So uh, make sure you're wearing clothes that fit you. Um, And then before you can go from hating it to loving it, you have to, there's like a neutral place you have to get to first. And so I think we have to just accept it that this is my body and anytime. And you know, like you talk about this all the time, like just in order for us to shift our energy and get out of that negative space, we have to remind ourselves of what we're grateful for. So even, even if you're like picking at a certain part of your body that like everyone has like, not everyone, I would say most people, most women especially have like the part of their body that they fixate on that they wish would change, but they could appreciate maybe other parts of their body. Uh, Before I would say focus on that, but also realize like, don't take anything for granted. If you're listening to this right now, you can hear that's a beautiful, that's an ability that not everybody has, yeah. right? If you're watching us on social media, you can see That's another ability that your body is doing for you. When you eat food, your body digests it. It's working in your favor. You don't need, hopefully, like a colostomy bag. Like I don't think people realize not everybody's body is able. And and even if you have a disability, there are other parts of your body that are able. So I think it's important for us to always recognize what our bodies can do for us and realizing it that it's this incredible, magical, beautiful thing and appreciating for it for what it is. And then from there, that will take our steps out of that critical place to, we need to replace criticism with compassion. We need to meet ourselves with compassion. And then that will help us to create some space to think about like, how can I show myself some care? Like, how can I show up for my body today? How can I care for my body today? And that's going to look different for everyone. But I think that's how we get out of this place. Because when you say in the negative place, your, your mind automatically goes to, I need to, it becomes like this urgency and then it becomes, we jump to extremes and then we feel like we have to change it. And then we go on this spiral and we, it's such a negative place to be and it yeah. never leaves anywhere good. You're never going to feel fulfilled or satisfied or like it's enough. So just really get, come create to that neutral space. And once you practice that, you'll eventually get to this place where you start to hate your body a little bit less and that's progress. And that's yes. good. That's great. That means you're on to something. So, so keep oh. working at that. Girl, I hope you are loving this conversation with Tony. I just wanted to pop in here real quick because I got something really cool to tell you. So you might be familiar with one of our sponsors of the show, Organifi. If you're not, they are the go-to place if you want organic superfoods, plant-based nutrition, and supplements that are really high quality and high quality taste, but also a really great price. Like, I just love that it's like the ultimate trifecta. Well, right now, if you use code Keisha at Organifi.com, you get 25% off any item in their store. So typically you get 20% off, but right now, because they're doing a Black Friday through Cyber Monday, you get 25% off and you get free shipping for orders that are over $100. So 25% off with code Keisha and free shipping 
for orders over $100. They have incredible protein, green juice. Their chocolate gold is an amazing nighttime tea if you want to sleep really freaking good. They've got immunity. They just have so many good products that I've never seen a sale like this before. So I would definitely go check it out if you've been thinking about it. You can head to Organifi.com slash Keisha. And again, use code Keisha and you get 25% off and free shipping with orders over $100 from now through Monday. So if you snag something, definitely let me know. I love to hear your feedback on just whatever you're vibing with, but also because so many of you are like, where have these products been my whole life? So I can't wait to hear what you think. Now, that being said, let's dive back into the episode. So tell me this, you decide to write a book and this is like putting your heart and your soul out there. And um, a lot of women that listen to this podcast have goals of either they're authors, they want to write a book, they want to put themselves out there, whether it's on social media, a blog, a podcast. How, before we get into what's in the book, how did it physically feel for you to decide and make a decision that you were writing a book and then decide that you were going to basically birth this bad boy out into the world? Like how, what emotions were coming up for you? Uh, so many, (laughs) so many writing a book is not easy. It is literally not easy. Um, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. So the idea came, I gave a Ted talk back in February, 2020. Um, and the idea for the talk was about the parallels between dieting, dating, and romantic relationships. I called the talk once upon a diet, which is now the title of my book. And the reason why I decided to do the book was because the talk itself only had eight minutes. And I was like, there's just so much more here to unpack. So the initial idea of writing the book, the initial idea of anything, it's like, I'm going to start a business. Oh, exciting. And then you're like, get to work. And you're like, holy crap, this is hard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, so it started out super exciting. And then I was like very overwhelmed really quickly. Um, And then I got help. I got a writing coach. I ended up getting an editor. Like I did definitely get help throughout the process. Otherwise it it wouldn't have happened. But um, it's not easy because first of all, I had to revisit some really unpleasant moments from my history and my past. I've had to had some really difficult conversations with family members that in my head, I exacerbated and created like this ridiculous freaking story in my head. When I had the conversation, everyone was like very understanding. And they're like, no, I understand. I did do that. Cause I had family members that would like make faces at me at the table while eating. Like it was really, I've had like really uncomfortable situations growing up. And I had to like have that conversation with my parent, like with, with yeah. my father, uh, my grandmother's no longer here, but she played a significant role, unfortunately, in kind of like making me feel like I needed to lose weight at a young age. Yeah. Um, And so anyway, so all that to say, like, it brings up some old stuff. So that's not fun. Um, If you really want to tell your story and my writing coach reminded me of this, because I was like, I could just like not put it in there because I didn't want to have those conversations with my family members. And he was like, well, that's not going to serve you or the people who are listening. Like a lot of people struggle with getting negative commentary from their family. Like you have to put that in there. Um, so I had to really, like, I had to keep putting myself on that vision of what is the purpose of this book? And the purpose was to let women know that they're not alone. Mm -hmm. The purpose was to, um, give people a, a method or a way to break up with diet culture and figure out what works best for them. And the purpose was to also to just like show me too, honestly, like that I can do hard things because I think we get so caught up in, you know, especially as entrepreneurs, there's like a spirit in us that we kind of already 
have like this belief that we can do more. And then when we go and do more, we're almost like, oh, I did more than, than I thought I could. So like, I'm kind of done, but I, I realized like, I have never even, even now, like I haven't even really brushed the the potential. Like there's so yeah. much potential that we have inside of us. And I was like, if I don't write this, I'm like basically saying like, I'm okay with just like staying here. And I was like, no, I know there's so much more inside of me. Like I have mm. to finish this. So um, definitely wasn't easy, but I, I did finish it. And now, honestly, now that it's done and I'm so glad that I finished it because now I can really, I've, the feedback has been like, people feel connected. They're like, wow, I feel like I'm reading about myself. So many people are like, I couldn't put it down. It makes me feel really good to know that I kind of trust my intuition and my gut to follow through even on the days when it felt like, is this, is anyone going to, I would have the worst thoughts. And I also too, I think it's important for us to kind of share that. Yeah. Um, And I know you do a really good job sharing this with your listeners, Keisha. Like I had so many thoughts of like, this isn't, no one's going to even read it. I've had thoughts about like, what if it's not good enough? I've had thoughts about like, I, I honestly, I've had thoughts about like other nutrition professionals and registered dietitians reading it because even though it's not for them, people do look up to me in that community. And yeah. I was like making sure I was saying it like in a scientific way, but like, it's not supposed to be scientific. Like it's yeah. supposed to be like people that are supposed to relate to it. Like, so I was like, I should say this or should I say that? And I would get so stuck in those moments that there would be times where like, I told myself I'd sit and write and nothing came out because I got caught in that, the, the hook, my, my therapist calls it a hook. I got yeah. hooked and I'd stay hooked and I'd just stay in those thoughts. And like, rather than putting my head down and just getting to work, I just like, was like, oh, well, no one's ever going to read this anyway. So why am I writing? <laughs> yeah. It's so, oh, so important that you yeah. share that part though, because I think so often, like when we, when we experience resistance, when we're chasing a goal or a vision that we have that we know is in us because we're supposed to do it. Like, you know, that this is in you for a reason. You've navigated all these things that you can share with the world. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it because you feel resistance. Yeah. That means that like, cause I bet you you're even more proud. Yes. The impact that the book has already made and will continue to make, but you're more proud because you know what it felt like to be hooked and be like, uh, I don't want to do this. Like, is anyone, you are the one that had to give yourself the pep talks mm-hmm. to keep on going, which gives you this like future version of you. And we talk a lot about this on the podcast of like, doing it for that future version of you who's going to be looking back, just like beaming with pride about the woman Mm -hmm. who was like, all right, I'm going to call my shot and write the damn book. Mm -hmm. Oh, here we go. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, Mm -hmm. and here you on the other side. Like, I just think it's such a beautiful gift to give people that reminder that it's not supposed to be easy because easy robs you of proud. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I love that. So one thing I have to ask you about is navigating conversations with people, family, friends, people that are giving commentary about your body, about your dietary, like that, how, cause obviously that's a huge, important part of your story and of your book, but also something that a lot of us navigate when people just give their unsolicited advice about you. Mm-hmm. How do we handle that from a mental perspective? And then how tactically have you learned how to like support yourself when people give you that type of feedback? Yeah. Um, so for me, I'm going to, it's not easy. Cause like I said, you always get triggered, but I'll just yeah. answer quickly. Like I'm serious. When you guys, when you love your decisions, you really don't care. Like you yeah. really just like you, you are, I'm going to teach you what you can do because it's going, this is where I just always remind myself. Like when somebody makes a comment about your body or your food, Oh, I can't believe you're eating that. Or why are you eating it? Or like, or they make a comment, like, 
oh, I would never be able to pass up on that. Or like, oh my God, aren't you full? You already had three plates, like whatever it is. All I have to say, their comments are because that's what we call projection. So that's something that they are working on, right? Or they are consumed about or concerned about. So for someone, because if you think about it, if someone's happy, right? They're not worried about what you're doing. They're not looking at your food. They're not looking at your body and judging it because like they're content, right? They're, they're not judging you. They're not comparing. They're not doing any of that because they're just content. So if someone is there making a comment about your food or your body, just remember that that's something that they're going through. And I know it's so hard to remember that, but like, I, I honestly like that's something that I have to remind myself of because the diet culture can follow you everywhere. Yeah. Family events, parties, friends, all, all the time is on, on, you know, you put on your phone. It's always there, but all that to say, like, you have to remind yourself that that part never served you before, right? Like that you, you've been down that path before where you allowed someone's comment to trigger you. Um, maybe someone always comments when you have that piece of cake. So you, you don't have it, but then you go home and you end up, you know, buying and and eating a whole pie because you didn't allow yourself to have the cakes. You were fear of judging. Like you have to know yourself best and ask yourself, like, how am I, how can I respond to this in a way that I'm going, that's going to support my needs and what I, what I want. And I will say that sometimes it's hard to do in the moment. So I have two tips for that. So if you know, you're going to a family situation, um, a party, an event where you might be triggered, or you're feeling a little bit anxious to be around food or certain people, I would have you, before you even go, really check in and ask yourself, how do I want to be? How do I want to feel? How do I want to act? How do I want to respond if I get a comment like that? And sometimes we'll practice this with clients and kind of go through like, if, you know, maybe they have an aunt that like always says something. If your aunt says this, (laughs) excuse me, how would you respond? And sometimes that's helpful to just kind of go through with that. But sometimes like they throw things at you that you're like not expecting. So I just remind them that you also have the option to excuse yourself, go to the bathroom, change tables. Um, Also, one other thing too, is if you have like the food pushers in the family, so maybe you really are full and you're really trying to honor your hunger and you don't want anymore, you feel the pressure too. Um, one thing I always teach people is that you do, you'd always say like, no, thank you. Sometimes no, thank you doesn't work enough, especially if you're Greek in a Greek and Italian family like me. Um, so what I always say is I actually say, you, you say like, oh, I'm good right now. What that does, it almost like delays for them. So it's not, you're not saying no. So they don't have the opportunity to be like, oh, why not? Or, oh, you're so good. You're not good or bad, whether you choose to eat the cake or not. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's not true. But like by you saying, oh, I'm, I'm okay right now. Um, it basically creates that space. So now you can check in and ask yourself like, Hey, you know what? Do I actually want another glass of wine? Or like, do I actually, um, want a second plate or do I want a second serving or, or maybe you already know you don't and that's okay. You know, whatever it is. Um, but you then can, you know, almost like delays. So you're not saying no. So if you say like, yes or no, they kind of like the no makes them want to like push you more or make a comment about like what you're eating or yeah. not eating. Ooh, I love just the idea of being proactive. And like so often when we're going to go into a situation that's triggering in whatever way it is, whether it's food or just anything, Mm -hmm. um, someone's going to ask you, right, like about your relationship status or about your job, your career, whatever it is. It's like proactively just taking a second and saying like, how do I want to handle this? And running through those situations, even though we won't know exactly how things might come up, like some things are probably repeated patterns from certain family members, but it's like, 
just feeling like you got some preparation in, I feel like can really help you go in with a better mindset, right? Yeah. And and also too, like even like from a from a mental standpoint, like going in mentally, but also physically. I think that's so yeah. important. So um you know, sometimes leading up to a party, someone might like try to quote unquote, save their calories or like not eat. That's always going to backfire like 99.9% of the time. So make sure that you go into the situation fed. And there's been times even too in, in situations where like, I'll be going to, it's like, we'll have a party that's at like five o'clock. And I remember like, you know, in high school and I'd be like eating at like three and my mom would be like, we're going to a party. It's like, yeah, but like I'm hungry now. <laughs> and like we're we're going there at five. We're not gonna probably eat till six. I don't know. I wanna eat now. It's three hours from now. Yeah. <laughs> like, why is that like why is that not okay that I can't eat something when I'm going to, you know? So I think that's important too, that you're going in either fully fed or not fully fed, but like at least fed or like well-rested. Um, yeah. maybe you need to do extra meditation that day, maybe you need to journal a bit, you know. Um, make yeah. sure that you're feeling um, like well-nourished too before. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to make those decisions. I love it. Okay. Before we go into the last couple of questions here, I want to ask you, what's your, what's your mission, right? Cause a lot of times on this podcast, um, we like to encourage people to think of like a big macro vision. Like, where do you want to go? Like, you're not yet that person yet. You haven't made that impact yet. You haven't launched that thing. You haven't created that life, but it's like pie in the sky. Like it makes you kind of want to like pee your pants or like puke to say it out loud because it's so big and you're not the person yet because you got to qualify yourself in the process. Where do you want to go? Like, where do you see right now? And I know that's going to evolve and change. What, what's on your heart? Big vision. Um, so the, the big vision is being in a place where it's not even about me, but I guess I would be the person who would be helping people to achieve that. But being, I guess it would be where I would have to be that person where people feel like they can go to. So they understand that you can be both healthy and happy, regardless of the number on the scale and regardless of your relationship status. And I think, and the reason why I say that is because I used to tie my weight to my worth and whether I was worthy of of a man or love and all that stuff for so long. And I realized like so many people are living this life, trying to prove things to other people, trying to be something that they're, they're not designed to be like, and just I just want people to know that like, you don't have to wait to be happy then. Like you can love your body now, even if you choose to change it. Like I think, and that's, what's different about where my stance is um, right now in the world. We kind of have like one side that's fully divided that like, um, you know, you should love your body and like trying to change it is almost like, why are you doing that? That's like, you're uh, giving into diet culture. Like it's one side. And then the other side is like, you have to change your body to be loved and accepted and like blah, blah, blah. And like, really, I think it's you, I do believe in body autonomy and not in like the political sense, not right now with going on the vaccine, I'm not going to mention or comment on that. What I mean by body autonomy is in the sense of like, you truly can do what you want to do with your body, but making sure you're, you're doing something to it or changing it or being in it or evolving in it because you want that. Not because society wants that because you genuinely want it. And I, I really would just love to be in a position where people feel comfortable and confident being in a body that they choose to be in. They choose it. They're not allowing life to happen to them. They're not trying to prove other things. They're choosing to either accept it and love it 
and and not change it or they're choosing to change it because they love it and they accept it and they 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 want to be in it like that's it like it doesn't yeah. I don't want anyone to be doing anything for anything outside of what they what they want and need for themselves yes oh you're a gift to this world I love you so much okay so I love to so two questions for you here number one is going to be if you're in a funk and you need to get yourself to take action on something. Like you need to do the thing that you know that you need to do. What are what are some tangible things that you do? And part two of this, we have a Spotify playlist for this podcast. It's called Empower Her Pump Up Jams. And a lot of people listen to this playlist. And it's really every guest that comes on the show, we add a song to it that makes you kind of like want to shake your butt or like lights a little fire under your booty. Like you can dance around. You got to pick a song. It doesn't have to be the best song, just like a song that comes is to mind. It's already on there. Well, we'll add it anyway. So part <laughs> part one is like what a tactically you do to get yourself out of like if you're feeling funk or feeling low and then a song that we can add to the playlist for you. Um, so it really depends on that moment. And that's when I talk about being able to listen to your body. But yeah. the first thing is it comes back to the acceptance because I still struggle with this, guys. And I'm not going to be like, I'm going to be really honest. Like I'm in a season right now of, of big change. I just hired yeah. my two dietitians. I'm scaling my business like. I just released a book. I've created all this time, space and energy to, you know, now be like kind of like the head of the business rather than being like in the business. And it's so uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird. Um, So I've had like more anxiety recently and there's days almost like anxiety and even like slightly depression. I'm being fully transparent just because I think um, that I I need to let people know that it's not always pretty what it, when it looks like on the outside, like there's a lot of like the stuff, hard stuff that to help you get there. But, um, so for me, like some days, like I, when I don't feel like doing my workout or when I don't feel like, you know, making the healthy food and like, there's, there's a time and place where sometimes like, it's also okay. If you don't do the workout, like actually like, it's okay. If you don't, it's okay. If you don't make that healthy dish, like it's actually okay, but we don't want it to become a pattern and a spiral and something that's like repetitive. So, um, for the most part, I'll acknowledge it and just do small things. Like if you start your day off on the right, in the right way, I think it's really hard to even allow that to kind of really keep you down. So yeah. my morning routine is pretty solid where it's either, where it's usually journaling. Um, I've started doing tapping meditation more recently. So it used to be regular medita- meditation. Now I do tapping meditation that's helped significantly with the anxiety. Um, and then I usually go for a walk. And when it comes to um, like anything work-related or something I don't feel like doing, I just remind myself of why. In uh, Mel Robbins, the five-second rule is something that I've incorporated. So guys, if you're not familiar, which I'm sure you probably are, but uh, five, four, three, two, one, just like, just start. All you gotta do yeah. is start. Um, and once you get started, you're usually like so proud and you feel really good about it. So I love that. So good. All right. And then your pump up jam you want to add? Um, head and heart. So good. So yeah, good. It's I mean, yeah, it, it's, I think it is on there, but like, yeah. it's just a classic jam. Cause that's so yeah. good. It just literally gets your body like, Whoa. literally the uh, day, like the day that I launched my book, I, that was like my whole story. Just the whole da, story. Da, 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 da. I love it. So, okay. Tony, where can people that want to connect with you, where can they find you and tell us who needs to get this book? Like who is this book specifically for? Okay. So you can find me on Instagram. It's probably where I hang out the most at tips underscore with underscore Tony with an I also have the tips, Tony podcast. And you can listen to Keisha on that podcast on that episode. It's probably will be out around when this episode comes out. Um, why I need to buy the book. Um, so it's called once upon a diet for a reason. 
So many of us are going around like Cinderella stepsisters trying to jam our feet into something that clearly doesn't work for us. But what I want people to get from reading this book is that we need to be more like Goldilocks. We need to kind of try things out, experiment, see what works, what doesn't, and really be introspective and ask ourselves, like, why didn't that work? Rather than stay in these repetitive patterns um, and basically trying another diet, which is basically the same diet, but just a different book. Or what I say in my talk and in my book is I dated five versions of the same guy, just with a different name and a different face. It's like (laughs) after a while, it becomes like now it's becoming quite like slightly insane. Like we just like, we really need to be honest with ourselves and really ask ourselves, like, is what we're doing working? Um, And if we feel like there is a better way, there probably is a better way. We just haven't figured it out yet. And we're so used to looking outside of ourselves in this book is going to give you the guide. So it's good as you're like technically like looking outside yourself, right? Because you had to get some resources and help. There's no shame in that. But the goal after reading this book is that you can create your whatever nutrition plan or, you know, you might even find a beautiful partner or fix some things in your relationship as a result. But really, it's just to help you to figure out what works best for you. Um, and that's really, so if I, if you're kind of tired of jumping from diet to diet or going from one extreme to the next, or maybe you're in a relationship, but it's not really feel really fulfilling you, or maybe you're single and you really want to find your partner. Um, there's so many parallels that I don't think people realize that we tend to treat them the same, like dieting and dating. And we really need to stop doing that. So the purpose of this book is to help you really like unlearn a lot of those old patterns and behaviors that we've been taught and kind of developed over the years and really just help you to like shift and shape your life in a way that is designed for you and only you. So it'll be super unique and super special because you did that. I am so proud of you for getting this book out into the world and for just being so steadfast in this mission of just continuously showing up and letting yourself evolve and impacting women with your transparency and like what you're all about. So everybody connect with her on Instagram, go snag this book, check out her podcast, do all the things. Obviously we'll link all of it in the show notes, but just know like, I'm so grateful for you and for all of the wisdom that you just shared and just how open you are. Cause I know that there's women like you tag, you take both of us when you listen to this episode, girl, if you're listening to this, because it's so inspiring to hear someone that's just raw about it. This is just what it's like to go through life. And we all have those struggles that come up. And I just think you're a beautiful reminder of continuing on. So thank you for being here with us today. I love you. And we will talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a girlfriend, like send it to her right now or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. I am so freaking grateful to be on this journey with you, girl. So until next time, I'll talk to you soon.